0: Hello and welcome to the ECE Quality Ireland podcast. I'm Celine Govern,
1: and I'm Paula Walsh and today we're going to talk about quite a topical topic. Um, We're going to talk about um, the degree-led early childhood education workforce and why we should get a degree, what are the driving forces behind it. Um, So, you know, I have a degree, as as do you, Celine, and we yeah. can talk about that a little bit more in a few minutes. But certainly, as a, a sector, you know, we want to be taken seriously as a profession. There's been a huge drive and move towards that in the last few years. You know, um, for professional recognition and to be taken seriously as a professional sector. Um, and there's no doubt that you know, certain, you know, when you look up what the what the definition of what a profession not a professional, but what a profession is, you know, it's certainly it's linked to, you know, a group of people who are recognized as a particular profession because they have attained a certain qualification Um, and that sort of ring fences, that group of people as a profession. So, you know, certainly feeding into professional recognition and being taken seriously, having, you know, a qualification and a, a high level qualification is a big factor in mm. you know becoming a profession but yeah. in our sector as we both know there's a lot more to it than that because being a professional and getting that degree doesn't necessarily bring with it the trappings that would come along you know in other sectors if you had a degree so it sort of begs the question that we want to look at today is why bother why get a degree and what's the driving force behind that
0: yeah, I mean, it's, um, yeah, my daughter, funnily enough, just started her, her degree first day ever, her induction. I am in early childhood education. And of course, I'm delighted. Um, so I am definitely somebody who supports um, the first five um, goal of a 50% led degree f- workforce in the next number of years and um, we are getting we are you know on on the path to that and it appears to be going quite well mm-hmm. I suppose the question is how many of them will stay in the sector the sector is hugely complex as we know in many different ways not least of all in terms of how what we define as being qualified to work in the sector so as we know Paula the minimum qualification required is a level five mm-hmm. which can be completed Over one year, either full-time but very often part-time on a Thursday night, having not actually been in a classroom or met lecturers or or anything like that. So, you know, there's also a quality issue, I feel, in terms of, you know, level five, level six, and the degrees in terms of, you know, um how many hours they take, how many, you know, modules, how much work placement Mm -hmm. is involved, etc. And I suppose, you know, defining that the minimum. You, you you need to work, minimum qualification, you need to work in the sector is a level five, I think um, diminishes in a sense, the wonderful work that is um, going on in classrooms across the country. And I suppose for me, the big question is, you know, first of all, does everybody who work in the sector need to have a degree? That's question one for me. And then question two for me is, if we say, no, they don't all need to have a degree, then how do we define the roles within the sector? So mm. I suppose I'm going to put my cards on the table here. And this is very much defined by my long experience in the secondary school sector. So I suppose I'm very formed by that. So I would be inclined to say that people with a degree should be the teacher or the room lead as we know them or the lead educator and that people with level fives and level six should be the classroom assistant. That is how I would like it because not everybody wants to do a degree. Some yeah. people are wonderful um, at level five and level six and really happy in what they're doing and they don't want the responsibility. So I think there's room for everybody. Hmm. It's how do we, how do we shore it all up? Yeah. You know?
1: And I think you, you're right there because if we look at, okay, so it's Goldie, building block three I think of first five right okay. part of that is the degree-led 50% degree-led workforce by 2028 which is only six years away isn't yeah. it yeah six I have to yeah. count there for a minute yeah <laughs> it's only six <laughs> years away like you know and we're nowhere near that at the moment
0: no. you know
1: so yeah I think you know we really need to look at how is that 50% if we reach that divvied out is it 50 yeah. percent equally across the work the sector ideally regardless of the type of setting and the age profile of the children
0: yeah. which
1: wouldn't be my personal preference okay. um or is it just as long as it's 50 percent somewhere in the sector we don't care you know like my yeah. personal you know thoughts on this are and I know we've chatted about it before is that I firmly believe that you know quality across all age groups is a huge factor there's no doubt about that mm-hmm. but certainly there is a difference in i feel the balance of care versus yeah. education required in the yeah. younger age group say zero to two and as yeah. the child gradually moves towards you know more formal education the shift from you know yeah. shifts to the balance that may be more education but yeah. still care so my feeling would be that, you know, like the, as I mentioned to you earlier, like an atelier in the Reggio approach that there's maybe a degree led service yeah. um, where, you know, in the with baby rooms or whatever with that. And then the rest of that staff are level five and six. Because it's, yeah. you know, we have to consider, you know, the function that that plays in society for workforce activation, um, yes. as well as a huge part of that. And that would feed into, you know, child costs, et cetera. But nevertheless, we cannot deny children of that age group that their care and education is degree led. But mm-hmm. perhaps we don't need as many graduates at that level. Okay. Um, and that is not to diminish for one minute. You know the professional role and the experience and the knowledge of level five and six practitioners because they are invaluable but what I feel is that maybe as we get to the preschool age the shift we no longer need nappy changes and the the care element as much or at least the kind of care changes and you know that I feel that maybe we need more graduates that just you know at that end of the spectrum Not that yes. we don't need them at the other end. I just feel that it needs to be dispersed exactly. appropriately, Yes, you know. Yeah, yeah. So where, where
0: that 50% are employed then becomes really important. It does. And, yeah, yeah. And then I suppose that leads to, you know, the, the, the question of why get a degree? So our sector is quite unusual in that, you know, we have people who've worked in the sector for many, many years who are going back and, and doing their degree mm-hmm. and then of course we have the school leavers who are walking into universities all over Ireland today and in the next few days to start off on their career so we are very mixed I and mean, you don't really get that in other sectors where you know a whole cohort of people with 10 or 20 years experience are also part of those classes so that's mm-hmm. quite unusual and, and the question is what what is the driving force for those people, you know, let's say you're 35, you have three children, you have a beautiful husband or wife and you're busy and you've got a lot going on. What is the driving force Mm -hmm. behind deciding I'm going to spend 7,000 or 10,000 on getting a degree? You know, I think, you know, can can we kind of agree that it's probably not a financial drive?
1: Yeah, I think you're dead right because and, and the sector is so different, like if certainly you're not going to find people who've been going out working in a hospital as a doctor for 15 years with a level five or a level six. Yeah. And then they somehow have to go back and get a degree. Yeah. And I think that also is very much at the heart of of the profession not being taken seriously as a profession, that yeah. we don't look at it. I mean, I know and I know loads of people out there who have got or are going through getting a degree at the moment or ha- or already have one that someone they know has said to them, why do you need a degree to work with children? Why do you need oh. a, a degree to mind children? I've yes. had it myself, you know, from yes. family members, you know, and, you know, there's been many The sorry, my cat is meowing in the background, if anyone can hear that, you know, so the sector is different. It is different. And, yes. you know, in that way, um, So we need to sort of redefine all together so that, you know, the sector that so that people are nearly expected to have a degree or a certain amount of them from the outset of their career. But yeah, no, I think you're right, you know, that there's the driving force behind it. You know, some people will go back to college because they just want to get a degree. That's sort of I went back and got my degree because I never got a degree when I left school. And I said, you know, this is a great opportunity. I happen to be able to get Funding, and mm-hmm. I, I, it, it was brilliant, and it worked out that way. But I didn't need it for my job, you know. Whereas yeah. other people will need it for their job. But like, you know, there's a a huge amount of work, personal sacrifice. You know, mm-hmm. um, your children hanging out of your arm because they want oh. you to do something. And you're saying, I just have to do this on for for my college work, you know. Yes. But so our people may be feeling are backed into a corner that you know we have to get a degree, otherwise we won't get or get this that and the other funding or otherwise we won't you know be able to continue on the sector or whatever it is you know i Um, i would
0: say that being feeling cornered is definitely part of it i know it was for me so i i you know had a degree and a master's and um a number of years through my 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 doctorate and they wouldn't the, the department would not accept my teaching degree for the higher cap because it didn't it didn't deal with children of that age um so from a business perspective as a provider I felt I had no choice um but to go back and do the degree in order to get the higher cap no sooner had I gotten the higher cap than they whipped it away I got yeah. it for one year and,
1: and that's going to be a away. huge issue now because you know like yeah. that. Are, you know, employers, are they going to be that pushed to facilitate people to get a degree because for what's it worth to them? The higher cap is gone. Um, yeah. Now, I know that will obviously benefit the younger age groups that weren't getting the higher caps. It was only for ECC, wasn't it? It was only for those. Well, rooms. that's so, it, Jeff. so You
0: only yeah. got the higher cap in the ECHE classroom. And that is the argument that's being used, which I agree with, is that this will even it out and hopefully that people with degrees, then they would like to see them working more with the, Mm. the babies. And of course, you know, the babies deserve it too. As you say, maybe not to the same degree, as in, do we need the same amount of them? but they absolutely do. Um, they I deserve
1: think. their provision absolutely. to be guided by somebody who has that level of qualification.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Now, it remains to be seen whether people who have the degrees want to work with the babies. Mm-hmm. I think there has been an assumption made that they they will work with the babies if mm-hmm. they're going to get the uplift. That remains to be seen. And I think it's going to take certainly a year if not two before the data is done Mm -hmm. and before we can actually see I have a suspicion and I will stand to be corrected we can we can go back on this podcast Paul the next year I have a sneaking suspicion that you're not going to see a flood of graduates into the baby rooms Mm -hmm. for various reasons Mm -hmm. I think that they work in they with the three to six year old age group because that's where they want to be and that's where they feel that they can really put their degree and their knowledge of child development um you know into where they can use it best yeah so with that remains to be seen I don't know how that's going to work I do have a huge fear and you know my daughter is a prime example of this that an awful lot of the school leavers who are going into the early childhood um degree are going in with a plan to proceed into primary school teaching. Now, Mm -hmm. my daughter made, and I suppose, look, at she's been in and out of play school since she was born. So she's got huge knowledge of the sector already. She is very clear that it's not that she's doing the early childhood degree as a backdoor in. She only wants to teach in the younger age groups, junior, Mm -hmm. infants, seniors, and first class of primary school. Now I've explained to her that that's not the way this works, but she's very adamant That she feels that the degree in early childhood education, especially with Ashtar and in junior infants and senior infants, that she wants that in-depth knowledge. She says, I don't want to be a primary school teacher who does Ashtar. I want it to be integral throughout the whole day and I want it done properly. And that's the reason she's doing the degree in early childhood education. I wonder how many people are like her and I wonder how many people do we have who really are sta- sitting in universities today and putting up their hands and saying, well, actually, I don't want to work in the sector at all. And she's already rang me today and said the amount of people who put up their hands and said, do I have to do my first placement with babies zero to three? I really don't want to.
1: Mm. Yeah,
0: that's worrisome.
1: Yeah. And I, I, I would be inclined to agree with you that I don't feel there will be a pull for the graduates. I don't think they will voluntarily want to work no. with babies. Um, in that room and you know the reason why I say that I suppose is because I've sort of seen a lot of you know people you know online and interactions that first of all I think a lot of people are looking to get a degree either as you said as a conduit into another area or as an escape from the early childhood sector. They see it as an escape out of a very stressful Uh, underpaid (laughs) and undervalued role I do I do think some people are thinking I don't want to work directly with the kids I want to be an inspector I want to work for TUSLA I want to teach I want to do this that and the other because I just can't do this anymore I'm too undervalued I'm too underpaid it's not worth the stress it's not worth the hassle we all know that's going on out there like you know so and
0: funnily enough I had an issue today with an ECI registration and the lovely um lady rang me from the Hive team um from the Ecke team and uh, she was amazing because guess where she had come from with her degree straight out of an early year service she said she couldn't handle it anymore mm-hmm. and she, she she was now working for the department made up working from home delighted and you know what it was that great for me actually to have somebody who was so knowledgeable about how it works in a practical sense she sorted out my problem for me and it was a technical problem she sorted it out in a couple of minutes it was wonderful but that's where a lot of the degree-led graduates are going as you say they're going into the department or they're going to Tusla, or they're going to the better start Mm -hmm. team or they're going into ncca and curriculum development
1: but i do think that those areas they do need i think people who have degrees in early childhood but we yeah. can't lose the ones that we need them in the sector because we, you know, we need the ones to stay in the sector and we need people to be going into those other roles and be more informed about how the sector works so that, you know, those sort of add-ons and complementary services to the sector can be more in line, you know, so there's not a disjoint, I think. But, you know, certainly there's there's no doubt then the research shows that quality outcomes for children long term are linked to the qualification level of their early childhood you know practitioners and educators so there's no doubt in my mind that we need that graduate-led workforce you know but you know Mm -hmm. we're filling up you know the bucket by trying to get so many people to do degrees but Mm. you know the bucket has a big hole in it you know so we can fill it up and fill it up and fill it up but we have to plug that gap you know so There needs to be a really... We know that 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 people aren't getting paid enough. We know that if you look at if you look at what a graduate in you know, a primary school teacher makes, first of all, I think they start off at about, I don't know, it's about 28 grand or whatever it is, right? right? No, no,
0: it's just over 30. It's yeah. just
1: over 30, right? Yeah. But, and that's yeah. the start of a salary pay scale that they can, yeah. you know, climb the up pension. the ladder or whatever and they yeah. have a pension and this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. Um, they don't have to sign on during the summer. They have their, you know, I know they don't, they don't, you know, I know their way to spread over the 12 months you know but they still they yeah. don't because of that the wage is enough to sustain over twelve months and yeah. they can uh, you know significantly better yeah, yeah. so you know that certainly needs to be looked at because, money couldn't be a driving factor, a driving force, not the money for you personally as your salary, maybe the money that you're, you're, you might get through core funding, or you might get through what, what, you know, used to be the graduate uplift or whatever. But it's interesting because, you know, the, the, um, what's the new funding called for the I, that, oh the ERO the ERO, ERO. sorry <laughs> it's late in the day and I've had a long day the ERO okay fantastic that that got yeah. passed brilliant and it really is a great step, and step in so of the sector and fair play to everybody who was involved in that but you know there is a gap there that there's only one graduate that can get that extra yeah so why would anybody else bother yeah
0: and what you know? you're going to see is now, in, um, and, and it's happening already, remember we were saying that we didn't feel that the graduates were going to voluntarily be jumping into the baby rooms. What's yeah. happening now is the uplift is being awarded based per room. So, for example, if you have a graduate in your baby room, you get the uplift for the baby room. So mm. I've already heard that graduates who are um, in ECI rooms currently where there's a second graduate are being told that they're being moved into the baby rooms and they're going reluctantly and they're leaving the sector because Mm. they're being, you know, it's this conversation about are we cornered into doing a degree? And then are you being cornered to work in a part of the sector that you've no interest in working in because Mm. it's the only way that the provider can
1: get the uplift, which will pay you your wage. Absolutely. And like human nature, you know, sort of dictates that when we feel like things are outside of our locus of control we back yes. away and that I think is what's happening yeah. here yeah that even if you even if the you're the best will in the world you yeah. want to get that degree you go yes. and get that degree because you want to work in the sector and stay in the sector you want to work yeah. at whatever age group if then you can't do and have the career and the kind of role that you envisaged and it's completely out of your hands and you've been moved around to do something that you don't really want to do. And you're not getting that personal fulfillment and job satisfaction or the money. <laughs> well, yeah, then yeah. it makes sense. You're going to feel like, hang on a second here. I'm going to take back some control over my own life and I'll, you know, look at re yeah. have a rethink here about where I want to go and what I want to do. So it's all well and good saying we want the graduates. It's all well and good funding. Yeah providing funding for people to go back to college and get that that get the degrees but Mm -hmm. bloody hell we have to keep them there that has to be looked at there's a big gap there in thinking isn't there like you know how to retain them yeah
0: Yeah. and it's about terms and conditions it's Mm. about respect it's about how they're how we are viewed you Mm. know and it's about societal um expectations etc and it's about the comparison between us and teachers and other sectors and all of those things mm. have an impact on how an educator feels about themselves and their own self worth. And if they want to get a degree to work in this sector versus if they want to get a degree to work in a different sector of education where they know they will have all of those things and be respected. Mm-hmm. Um, just just, you know, something that I want to say before before we finish up would be. I am absolutely a supporter of a degree-led workforce. I'm a supporter of lifelong education. And like you, I have, um, you know, I've taught level five and level six. I teach adult education and, and, you know, I encourage all of my staff. I've got two at the moment going through their degree. And so this is something I feel really passionate about. Something that I've seen quite a bit this week um, on a particular conversation on a certain Facebook page well, I can't even remember which pay- Facebook page it was. I'm on so many of them. But it was a conversation between two providers and, and one was saying, oh, do you know what? I've had degree, new degree graduates in here and give me a level five or six with experience any day of the week. And I understand where they're coming from because do you know what? Experience is so important, isn't it? And experience oh, is give you, yeah. And experience feeds into that quality. What I would say is don't narrow yourself down to just being one or the other. When you've got the experience combined with the knowledge that you will build um, and the research skills that you will develop by doing your degree, then you've got quality then that you could have never dreamed
1: about. Oh, yeah. And I think also, you know, when we're looking at people going back now who've been working in the sector and have their level five and six and do decide they want to pursue a degree, you know, I found something I particularly got out of it was the confidence Yes. To say, actually, yes, I am a professional. Whereas I knew, I knew what I knew, <laughs> and I could do it well <laughs> when I had my yes. level five and six. But you do, you do gain a confidence. Yes. You gain that professional language, yes. um, and that ability to feel like yes, you can stand over. You yes. know, it it does give you something extra, you know. But yes. like that, you know, I think it's really important to highlight as well. I know you say the graduate and. experience but I I worry that this drive to, to to push people to get a degree you know I worry you know if we might lose not just graduates from the workforce but people who are highly qualified and experienced at level five and six who are fantastic at their job yeah maybe somebody who is in in their you know mid to late 50s and is thinking hang on a second why would I go back now do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And they'll just leave, you know, so or and then yeah. we've lost that valuable, valuable experience, you know. Oh, yeah. Or my other concern is that if you have to have a level five and six and you don't get a degree, then you can't progress in your career either. So because yeah. c- experience not- is not going to be rewarded, you know. Um, so how can you progress? And then, you know, the other thing that I worry about then is. Um just though, you know, if people feel like that that they're being forced into doing it and it's not worth their while, you know, they'll just go elsewhere. You know? Yeah. And all or you the other thing actually, care. while I think of it, is that, you know, what about people who have a level five level six and are a room leader? Yes. And say I'm say I'm fifty 59, I'm 61, whatever. I'm getting closer to retirement age, but God knows when that's going to be because by the time we get there, it could be 80. But, you yeah. know, what about that individual, right? Who's saying, look, really, you know, I don't want to. Whatever about if they do want to, but I don't want to put in that effort now or yeah. I don't have the money to do that now or I'm just not in the right frame of mind or the right place. Are they going to lose their their role as a lead educator? In favour of the degree? what's um, going to happen to that person yeah. who's doing that role now with level six because that's all it required are they going to be demoted in their setting you know what's going to happen there yeah. I suppose or if they leave they have... won't get another equivalent job because yeah ha- they'll have to have a level seven to get the same job they already had so yeah you know, I suppose that's we, do have, we do
0: have um a good example of this in the irish um in irish history with the nurses so You know, nurses went from being trained in the hospitals on the wards to being a degree-led workforce. And there was a transition period where I don't know, was it a grandfather clause that they used? But, you know, if you were the staff nurse, you didn't lose your benefits or your job. You just retired out. And then the next person who came in had to be under the new um yeah. or if you decide to leave
1: yeah. your job for whatever reason. Yeah I think but that yeah is that clarified anywhere? I don't think no, it is. Absolutely that not. That is a and concern, you know. Yeah. And that that would absolutely
0: need clarification. Mm. And you know, and from a practical sense I would imagine something like that is likely to happen I would imagine I mean? it
1: was similar to the grandfather clause you know back in 2016 yeah, when the minimum yeah. was brought in I mean you it know, would have
0: to work it would, it would have to happen or we just won't have anybody working it in would
1: have to but at the same time these things all need to be ironed out don't they like you know they
0: do they absolutely do
1: um I yeah, think so I, you know <laughs> are we are we agreeing that we both we are both we both hugely support the degree-led sector totally but we both also hugely support, you know, that and, and recognize the experience that level yes. five and level six practitioners yes. can also bring and they're, you know, yes. um, as well. And that has to be valued and we have to make sure that we don't lose that portion of the workforce either, yes. um, you know, but so, you know. Can you imagine like if you were just fresh out of college, you went and got your degree straight out of school, you didn't have any experience, but you have a lot of that academic knowledge that we can bring, but you don't have the experience. Like there's a huge opportunity there for mentorship then from those practitioners who have all of that experience at level five and six uh, years of experience on the ground, but not the degree, you know? So yeah. And
0: again, I think this in, in settings, As a provider, I can put my hands up and say, this is all comes down to funding. So, you know, I absolutely see and I see it in secondary school as well. The mentoring process, it's called in secondary schools um, and, you know, a newly qualified teacher comes out and is linked with um, a more experienced teacher. And for a year they are mentored so they can ask questions. They can bounce ideas off. They can, you know, look for help with discipline issues or curriculum development or whatever it is. And it's a wonderful program. But in a secondary school situation, the, the teacher who is the mentor is freed up from a certain amount of hours every week, you know, and somebody else is put and, and it's all financed. As a provider, I don't have the funding coming to me that allows me yeah. to do that. So unfortunately, the degree led um, qualified person is coming in and they're in at the deep end, mm-hmm. you know, because there is nobody there apart from me to mentor and we do our best but we are definitely not doing it to the same level of quality that we could do if this whole thing was thought out properly and if we were funded properly to do it so there's definitely a gap there and there you know the the graduates who come in are learning as they go and it's kind of very much you know they're learning because maybe they've made a mistake or they're learning because they witness a mistake you know, yeah. rather than being mentored through it properly.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. You know? I think there's a big, you know, I'm not going to use a negative term in that, you know, a gap or you know, because actually I think we could grasp that as an opportunity, you know, well, to
0: it. it's like the gap in the research, isn't it? The gap when you find a gap in the research, you're like, yeah, I know. you know, yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's it's it is. It's something that maybe we can recognize and proactively yes. use it. You know. So yes. But unfortunately, isn't it? It's just like everything else in this sector. It just comes down to money, money, money. Well, <laughs> you know, it does, is. doesn't it? It you really know.
0: does. It really but on a positive note, you know, um, I do feel, I do feel personally, I mean, I know that there's a lot of negativity at the moment, but but per, from a personal perspective, I do feel that the tide is turning. I do feel that we are um, on a journey to the professionalization of the sector. I do think how we are recognized in 10 years time will be very different professionally to how we are recognized today. Um, and I do think that that it's moving in the right direction. If I didn't think that, I would have stopped my daughter starting today, you know, and would have encouraged something else. So I obviously do feel fairly positive about it all. Um, I would encourage people to absolutely look at the possibility of getting their degrees for their own sense of achievement, for their own knowledge bank, etc. I
1: think it's invaluable
0: and you will never never regret something that you do. You'll only regret something that you don't do.
1: Yeah. And I think I agree with you. And I think I suppose the message that I think it's important that we get across is that, you know, yes, okay, there are the monetary issues there. Okay, we know that we know there's a professional recognition issues there. However, you know going and getting that degree is worthwhile and if anybody was thinking of doing it I wouldn't if the early childhood sector is where you want to be Mm -hmm. getting a degree will you know complement you you, will you know it what's the word I'm looking for it will um
0: enhance
1: your practice it will enhance the quality of provision to the children who are under your care and education
0: there are many many positives
1: you know so i don't i I would i think you're right we need to finish on a positive there are many positives to getting that degree um you know but we just keep you know we need to keep driving forward there's been great strides especially in the last you know year and year or so mm-hmm. the euro only recently is a fantastic yeah. stride forward but yeah, we need funding. to keep pushing yeah, wonderful
0: yeah. yeah we need yeah. to
1: keep pushing and if you if you're thinking of getting a degree you will get a lot out of it to sort of you know reinforce your practice and you know go first you know totally. we both did it and i've no regrets you know but no, neither
0: um, neither have I. I i i i really have no regrets about doing it and i definitely learned a lot
1: yeah yeah because i know it is money is obviously important you know it is important and we all need to live lives and pay bills and whatever but it's not the only thing you know so if that if the sector is for you and you 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 want to know more and learn more and enhance Mm -hmm. your practice i think the degree is the only way to go really you know i wouldn't i wouldn't want to put people off doing it um you know so I think that's. Are we done? Is that if we've trashed that out enough now for today? I think we probably have. Yeah, I think we have. That was a good. That was a good chat. I'm glad we recorded. It it? And we should
0: it with yeah. the masses. God love them.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you know, for those of you who are listening, you can. This is the ECE Quality Ireland podcast, and you can find us probably anywhere at this stage: Spotify, Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, all sorts of places. Um, you know, so it would be great if you do like what we're saying to share it and like it and tell people about it. You know, because we're really enjoying doing what we're doing. Um, you know, so spread the word comment. around. Yeah, but yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Thanks, everybody. We will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye-bye.